Welcome to the Region Free Gamers Podcast, and in this episode, we tell Square Enix to shut up and take our money. Welcome to the Region Free Gamers Podcast, the podcast fluent in gaming. I'm Jeff, and I'm your host for this unique episode, and I've called up my party of my PHS... And first out, we're gonna to go to Rhode Island. Who have we got? It's me, Arnie. I'm not. I'm not doing too great, Jeff. I'm not. I'm not having no, a good time. No, this is my effort trying to raise spirits, but that was that was not happening. Oh, I'm having to do a lot of things that I'm not used to doing lately, like buying yeah. toilet paper and washing my hands. Yeah. So it's just yeah. disturbing. Um, I'm also cracking one open for a belated St. Patrick's Day. Since we're doing a little wow. after dark episode tonight, I feel like I feel like doing my Seinfeld. What's the deal with toilet paper? <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you know, why don't people use bidets? Like that's that's really what should be happening all along. They really I see should. People, like having shortages of toilet sure. paper, and I'm like, <laughs> you guys are stuck in like the 18th century, guys. Like, get with the program yep. here. <laughs> all, that was all the you perfect need, time. All you- <laughs> All you need is a hose. A hose. Yeah, That's all you need. So, Thailand's Listen, got it right, man. I see, I, see this, I see this as prime time to proselytize about the beauty of bidets. Yeah. Everyone except people in the United States use bidets. Why are we so backwards? Like, I've been waiting for this my whole life. Like, this has been <laughs> one of my perennial rants. Like, why people rely on toilet paper is beyond me. Like, yeah, toilet paper yeah. has its uses, but it shouldn't be a, you know, a substitute. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, yeah. we might get too scatological if we go down that route. I, so. I know that when I get my $1,000 check, uh, I'm definitely buying a robot toilet from Japan. Like, that's day mm, number one yeah. purchase. You know, I mean, that they haven't figured it out. Yeah. You know, and it's also, like, temperature control. Yep. So for the ladies you know they're gonna be in a perfect you know temperature control setting so anyways this episode is going off the rails already guys and if you probably can't tell Ozzy's here hi Ozzy <laughs> oh yeah 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 uh, I just wanted to say Tifa's better than Aerith ah oh, come on uh, well okay well that's a great start thanks and uh, <laughs> and uh and someone else in New York who have we got on the line Briax Oh my god, that's a, that's as much. That could only be one person. <laughs> Yo, man, that's like his, that's that's like Anthony's bat signal. <laughs> just some Puerto Rican just yelling out a window. That's it. That's a silhouette of me. Someone already called the cops just by him saying that. <laughs> man, we're fighting the Rona, baby. We're fighting the Rona. Oh lord, the coronavirus oh. doesn't even want to go into the Bronx, man. <laughs> Yo, I haven't seen one sick person in the Bronx, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> So, okay, guys, okay, so, yeah, unless... Uh, yeah, Jeff, steer us back into place, Jeff. I will be, I will be, don't you worry. Uh, so, yeah, unless you've all been living under a rock, or you've been too raising your chocobos for the last couple of weeks, uh, you'd know that a demo for one of the hottest games of the year dropped onto the PS4, like a comet hurtling through space, with less than a month before release. That, of course, is the Final Fantasy VII Remake demo. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry jeff i i thought this was the trials of mana episode um i might have to drop out <laughs> you said a, a demo from square enix yeah i, I just assumed yeah. there was trials of mana well i was presuming we'd go into resident evil 3 after this so oh, i guess you're just gonna have to leave and yeah 
This is the Region Free Gamer special demo episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... This is a sampler pack. So if you've... uh, 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 I think we can be accused of many things over here, the Region Free Gamers. uh, And one of those, I guess, is being Final Fantasy VII fanboys. Am I... Am I right in saying that? I think I think it's been brought up a fair few times. This game, yeah, we we definitely I, I talked know. about it. I don't know if we've always been nice to Final Fantasy, but we no, talked about it quite so. a bit. Mm. I mean, we did have the Square Enix episode, Arnie, if you yeah. recall, where we went through almost every Square game and we gave short trips <laughs> to every Final Fantasy game. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, so, so I don't know, Jeff. You might be the the foremost uh, fanboy here in the yeah. Final oh. Fantasy Region Free Gamers camp. That's great, and I think we just had like a nice episode around uh, hot takes. So I gave yep. my opinion there. So yeah, more than happy to keep that one going. But um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I guess it's a, a bit of a warning for anyone listening uh, who hasn't played Final Fantasy VII, which is a bit bit strange. I mean, I don't really <laughs> want to cast you out, but what have you been doing the last? Uh, 23 years of your life uh, so there are going to be some spoilers going on here i guess you know we need to kind of let let ourselves loose uh mm-hmm. the demo does only contain the opening bomb mission but we know uh, there's a hell of a lot of game after that so yeah for a yeah. game 20 years old i think i think we can be safe in uh in speaking our minds yeah it's only 23 years i mean i think you've had the opportunity so Aerith <laughs> dies Guys, Eric dies. <laughs> and on that bombshell, um, yeah, <laughs> let's try and uh, kick it off. So, what we want to do here is is go through the demo, kind of the good, the bad, what we think it means for the full game, um, and kind of go through. Okay, is this something that we really all think we're going to want to replay again? Um, but I kind of want to start off by uh, uh, seeing everyone's personal relationship with the original game. And then, actually, what their relationship has been with the whole journey of the remake. Uh, so, uh, uh, Ant, what's your relationship with Final Fantasy VII? Please tell. Um, I mean, Final Fantasy VII was, especially like somebody like myself, it was it was the role-playing game you wanted to play even if you weren't into role-playing games at the time. It was just on everybody's mind when it dropped. And I remember when they released the demo for Final Fantasy VII, I think me, I, I remember me and my friend sitting down and just playing through that demo and just being like, wow, this is crazy. And I was like, yeah, I think I might finish this. And and uh, I think even even playing the remake right now, it's, it's um man, there's so much. In the, it just, it just, it just gave me the chills, man. It gave me the chills. It made me smile when I just watched the opening, you know, the opening cinematics and whatnot. Yeah. It was yeah. just, you know, it was definitely, it felt like, I, I think. It it res it's definitely gonna resonate. I right. I think it's gonna resonate more with people that played the original for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. Because and I and I will explain more about that when we get a little deeper into that. Because I was sitting next to a sixteen year old while I was playing this, so I have a <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I have a sixteen year old's view of seeing this for the first time. So that was interesting. But yeah, I mean, for me, man, I you know you guys know I, I didn't really play a lot of role playing games when I was growing up. I was more into sports games, but this was the one game that you had to play. This was the one role-playing game you had to play if you never played role-playing games. And it didn't disappoint. This game had me... It just had me glued on that PS1. It was so good. And, and ha- has it been like a, a remake that you've been keeping an eye on? Because this has been spoken about for so many years now. Is this something... I remember like there was a PS3 tech demo. Has it been something that you've kind of kept an eye open for? Or you really just kind of let it let it go by? 
Nah, not really. I just let it go by. Only because Square was just taking forever with this and just kind of baiting yeah. people. You know, just it was just like it almost annoyed me. <laughs> this game <laughs> almost annoyed me before it was released because it it just it just felt like what well, are they gonna do this? Are they not gonna do this? And they would tease about it. So I just kind of gave up and just was just like whatever. If it comes out, it comes out. You know. Yeah. If we see it, we see it. But I just there was so many um, so many moments over the past few years that we weren't even sure if this thing was even gonna come out. Very true. Ozzy, have you been uh, following this one? Yeah, I, I thought I was actually watching the E3 2015 uh, press conference, the Sony press conference where this was announced, and I saw all of the reactions of the fanboys just losing their damn minds. And, <laughs> you know, I just thought to myself, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> so so I, I, I knew instantaneously that this was going to be a ton of heartbreak for fanboys. Um, but going back to my original experience with Final Fantasy VII, it's just one of those legendary games that I have known more about than I have actually played. Um, oh. I played through a significant chunk of it, probably like about 15 hours worth of it. And then I got stuck in one of the battles, and then, I don't know, I mean, I was in high school and I decided to move forward with my life or something. <laughs> um, but it's it's one of those games that I've always meant to go back to um, just to finish it up. Uh, but, you know, I know pretty much everything about it. But when it was announced... You know, I was very cynical. First of all, I mean, that E3 2015, I was more excited about the fact that The Last Guardian was going to be released mm-hmm. um, after yeah, many years yeah. waiting for it. Oh, so boy. that was that like was huge. the big announcement for yeah. me. And then they came out with Shenmue 3 and I was like, what? You know, so <laughs> that, that was more of a big deal for me. But I also had in mind at the time, you know, Advent Children. And mm. I, I was very keenly aware of how Square had fucked up Final Fantasy 7 by adding layers upon layers upon layers of spin-offs and sequels and uh and making Cloud into a mopey dick. Um so I I knew and when they said that Tetsuya Nomura was going to be in charge I was like oh this is going to be crap. Um and you know I kind of like you know, kind of in a shot and fraud manner. I, I just followed along with it and, and started seeing what was happening in development. Um, and I saw that CyberConnect had been hired and CyberConnect was fired. And then they made Tetsuya Nomura co-director. So they basically demoted him because they can't really fire people in Japan, apparently. <laughs> um, so that gave me some hope. And so when the demo was actually like sprung on us, I don't think they they really announced that they were going to release a demo or anything. They just kind of said, hey, here's a demo. You can play it. Um, I instantaneously went and picked it up. And, you know, we can get into my impressions of it, but I'm just going to say I am very, very excited about it right now. It's good to hear, man, because I think think the hype, I can feel it. Even with all the people off the street, I can feel the hype going around. Yeah, I mean, it provided that the coronavirus doesn't destroy any, you know, any release date, uh, which oh, could God. very well happen. Don't bring, please, please don't suggest that. That's uh, I've already got that, that email from Square Enix saying you might not get it. You might not. Well, we don't know. You know, you know, the, there was this update from the guy that does Smash Brothers. Um, I forget his name, but he says that basically in Japan, like development has come to a standstill because they don't really have work from home capabilities. So I. I would place my bets on having it be delayed at least two months. So um, probably if I was a betting man, which I am not, I would say this is going to be released in June most likely. Um, so let's hope not. But if it is, well, you know, what's another two months, you know, after so many years? <laughs> Indeed. Arnie, what about yourself? Has this been uh, something that you've been keeping an eye on? 
Um, you know, I've had a really strange journey with with Final Fantasy VII. I think when the original came out, if it was '97, I would have been five, most likely. Um, so I was still rocking my Super Nintendo. I was not thinking about RPGs at the time. Um, I did get to play it a little bit later in life, but I never finished it. I didn't. I think I got past the first disc, and that was about it. Um, and then when this remake got announced, I was sort of like Ozzy, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't thinking it was going to be a total failure, but I was a little incredulous. Um, but I welcomed the opportunity to, you know, let's just play like, finally I'll have a really straightforward opportunity to play an RPG that I should have played years ago. Um, and things have gone on with that sense that we'll talk about a little bit more in depth in a minute here, but I wasn't really paying attention to any of this. Like if we hadn't if we hadn't decided to do this episode, I probably wouldn't have even played the demo to be honest with you. <laughs> um so this was a nice so this was a nice opportunity to see what's been what's been going on uh all these years at Square Enix and uh I have thoughts. I have thoughts and I have opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts and opinions. Well, I'm glad that we're uh we're able to get you to at least try a demo of a game. I mean, that's yeah. uh yeah, a bad influence well, what, already. What about you, Jeff? What uh, yeah. what is your relationship? Well, I guess with this? I guess I'm I guess I'm the, the designated fanboy. I mean, Final Fantasy VII <laughs> was it it was the first Final Fantasy VII I played. Uh, the first Final Fantasy I played. The first real Japanese RPG that I played on the uh, on the. Well, it was the know, first Final Fantasy you got? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Pretty much. I, I know. It's, well, us in Europe, we've been we were deprived for a long time, and I wasn't really into importing. Even even during the nineties, I was a bit too young to really have my own money to start importing games. So I I I, I had what I was given basically. Uh, but seven came with a lot of fanfare, right? It was really like the magazines went hard, and I knew I wanted it without even knowing what the gameplay was going to be like because I was fully you know fully impressed with all the all the ads and all the all the reviews and previews that were going on. And yeah, I hated it. The first two hours, I was like, "What? What is this? How do I play this?" <laughs> like, like I would get to the scorpion boss, and I couldn't pick up on the cues of you know raising its tail and don't attack it. You know, I was thick. I was a thick kid, um, and I reckon I put it down for about a month before I. A couple of friends at school after the Christmas it came out were playing it and were saying how great it was. So I was like, oh, "Okay, I, I guess I should give it another go." And once I finally got into the slums and met Aerith and, and, and it all kind of kicks off, I kind of got into the like the rhythm of a of a of a JRPG. Mm-hmm. Um so it did definitely took me a while to get into that game, but I I ended, I ended up loving it. I remember when I completed it, I called my mum up so she could watch the final FMV with me. And I can only imagine how how much strength my mum must have had to have come into my room and go oh yeah let's let's watch this video with you and go thanks mum <laughs> I just spent 80 hours on this oh 80 hours you didn't spend doing your homework no <laughs> okay you know it was uh that, that that kind of conversation I can imagine but I was so proud she oh I love her love her but she's um you know it was, I was so proud I was so proud of completing it and yeah. it really cemented like um the whole thing of 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 being in a in a yeah in a role playing game that allows you to really explore a new world, and I thought the story was fantastic. I thought the characters were fantastic, and that was because I was very naive. I didn't play that many mm-hmm. RPGs. I didn't realize how bad the English 
uh, a dub was, um, yeah. subtitles were. So, you know, I kind of enjoyed what is probably a lot of people would go, isn't the, you know, the real product. Um, but <laughs> yeah, man, the, the hype for the game, for the remake has been huge. Um, yeah. I've been very, very concerned about the episode, uh, the episodic information that they were leaking, um, which is really interesting because they said this would be the first episode, but none of the marketing is suggesting that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's something that I found very strange. You would expect, you know, to see episode one yeah. Midgar, or or something with saying Midgar, because this episode is just supposed to cover that timeline. And I guess that's a question for you, Jeff. Do you think that there is enough meat on the bones of the Midgar section to really cover a first episode? Because they say that this is going to be like a full-fledged game. Yeah. And then we're going to have to wait another 10 years in order to get the, the second part. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I mean, it's quite interesting with the PS5 tech announcement with the backward combat- compatibility. I'm, I'm going to guess that this game is going to be backwards compatible and they're going to be releasing the next, like, pieces, mm. maybe as DLC on top of this because... Like, you know, like how Modern Warfare and games like that are just... Or even Division 2. It just adds and adds and adds and adds. Yeah. Maybe we're just going to get, like, drip-fed things like that. It's really hard to tell because I think this is going to be a big success. I think the money they've pumped into the marketing Mm -hmm. uh, is huge in Japan, especially. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, let me me ask you, Jeff. I mean, Mm. you know, once people get it and people that are not closely following it... And the fact that there's no marketing whatsoever saying that this is going to be an episodic game, you know, do you think there's going to be a huge backlash when people realize, oh my God, it ended on a cliffhanger and I'm not really getting all of Final Fantasy VII as I expected? Yeah, I think that's a that's a big open question, right? Where Where's the story heading in this in this episode, in this game? I, I do wonder where it's going to cut off. It's, I mean, that's a kind of a question maybe for, for later where, where we think it will, but is it going to end right on, the, on, the, on that cutoff bridge? you know, outside Midgar uh, um, zones? Is it going to be then? Or is it going to be, uh, like, uh, after you go through a couple of t- other towns? Like, where the... It seems like they're blurring a lot of lines in the in the story. Yeah, so, yeah. and, and really I think curious. they're kind of... They're, they're kind of, I think, you know, counteracting that episodic kind of fear by adding a lot of content, you know, that wasn't there before. Um, yeah. Which... I hope that's the case, you know, and it's not just like go to this cave and kill 20 rats, you know, and then we're going to give you some widget. Um, I hope that's not the case, Mm -hmm. but it seems like they're really trying to really expand the experience and kind of having it be a reimagining rather than just a straight translation. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that myself because I was sort of looking forward to this as being my opportunity to play Final Fantasy VII. And now it's kind of looking like this is sort of going to be its own thing. It's obviously going to hit all the major beats, but it's not going to just be Final Fantasy VII with high-res graphics and maybe, like, some tweaked combat, you know? Um, yeah. What, mm-hmm. my, my big concern with that is, like, just what Ozzy said is, you know, is there going to be enough meat on the bone for these parts to be worth it? And in that sense, I'm sort of thinking, well... What is what is worth it? You know, because you take the original Final Fantasy VII, and that's what a sixty-hour RPG. And so, if I get part one, and it's let's say a twenty, thirty-hour experience, is that worth it? Do I then want to buy two, three, four more parts that are around that same length, or you know, am I gonna get maybe like a more pared down, like maybe twenty, fifteen-hour experience? I don't know. 
that makes me a little hesitant to sort of dive straight into it. Right. Yeah. I mean, then again, we have been talking for a long time about the fact that we want our games to be shorter. Yeah. So maybe this is the perfect <laughs> antidote. I just think that gamers as a whole, particularly if you have been a lapsed gamer, but a gamer that enjoyed Final Fantasy VII, you know, in his or her youth, you get this, and then it turns out that you're not really getting to square off, you know, with Sephiroth at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that to me, would be a, a massive disappointment on the level of, like, I don't know, The Matrix Reloaded or um, any yeah. of the other cliffhangers, you know, that, yeah. that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it could be very counterintuitive because it may lead to people kind of losing their interest in the second episode. Yeah. Well, that's that's so. the thing, too, because the, the episodic content, like, when I, when I started reading about it, I was totally like, oh, here we go. I knew they were going to mess this up. And yep. then I started reading more about it, and I thought, you know what? That's kind of okay. You know, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But then I read, and I think this is as recent as December, that they just started working on episode two. Yeah. So to me, I'm just kind of like, oh, I, I'm really just not, I'm not buying this right now. Like, this seems like a, I feel like this is another, uh, a Shenmue. Like we're gonna we're gonna create this whole story, this and that, and then nothing for like twenty no, years. I, look, I, I think that, you know, there's one thing going for it, and that's the fact that they took out Tetsuya Nomura from it. Like if you put Tetsuya Nomura in charge of anything and you can be guaranteed that the game will never release. Um, <laughs> or at the very least it will not release within ten years. Yep. So mm-hmm. you know, they, they have someone there that is actually able to, you know, take the helm and, and, and bring you know the game to completion and the fact that you know they retooled this back in 2017 and now they're scheduling for release in 2020 they basically had to scrap the whole thing essentially um so the fact that they're able to release this within a realistic timeline you know we kind of have to think about this as in you know they started work on it in 2017 Mm -hmm. and you know i think that gives some confidence that they might be moving forward a little bit i just don't know why they keep you know, putting Nomura in charge. I think yeah. Nomura is probably one of the biggest factors in Square Enix's downfall, you know, for the last, I don't know, 15, 20 years. Um, I, I think that he's been given too much reign and he's one of those, you know, persons that just keeps adding and adding and adding and, and you know, it doesn't seem like he has a really good sense of organization or management skills. Um, so, you know, besides the fact that he's also kind of the reason why you know, Cloud was turned into a mopey dick. Um, it's like it, so I can that. scratch him <laughs> off the trace, list of potential guests that? for the podcast. Yes, oh, okay. uh, together with Shiheru Miyamoto oh, and uh, anybody else that pisses me off. Thanks, um, thanks. But yeah, no, I, I think that there could be there could be a, a you know episode two could release potentially in time. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, and I would expect it to be a PS5 release. Yeah. Um, so, but I guess I, I want to ask you guys, and sorry, Jeff, if I step in, but. Uh, you know, Jeff, as a fan, what kind of emotions did you feel when you first booted up the remake demo and, and played it? Yeah, it was... I, I was close to tears with, with joy, I would say. Um, seeing it all... See, like, it all from uh, the, the, the live stream all the way through to the panning out. Then you get the big logo entering and down to the train. I... It, it did feel like I was back in 1997 and i was uh, i'm doing some quick maths here i was 13 um it, it it's really strange because i'm not i am a i know i'm a sentimental creature i know that i'm very nostalgic for my for, especially for the 90s because i think that was obviously the best decade to be a child um <laughs> excellent yes yeah. but the the 
I was surprised how just having the orchestral music from the original score, how much it just kind of like struck me right in like right inside me, which is really weird thing to say maybe, but it just hit me and I was like, this isn't a YouTube video. This isn't a tech demo. I'm about to play this. I'm actually about to control it myself. I'm not watching mm-hmm. it via a conference. This is actually finally happened. I can't believe after the tech demo of the PS3, which would have been what, 2005, I think? Like, yeah. it's been 15 years with all that hope of maybe one day we'll get to play a, a remake of, of like one of my favorite games. And mm-hmm. absolutely, that opening just, man, gave me the feels. Those feels, they were there. Yeah, and, yeah. and I guess in my case, I mean, I don't have a strong nostalgia factor for Final Fantasy VII, but, you know, let me tell you, I mean, the moment that you see that opening music, you hear that opening music, and you see Aerith, you know, standing there in the slums of Midgar, and it pulls out, and, you know, the big fanfare, you know, shows mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII, and... You know, you hear the train rolling and, you know, the start of, you know, bombing mission comes on, you know, I mean, shit, I'm getting chills just talking about it, you know, because it's one of the best openings in any video game, you know, it's right up there with Metal Gear Solid, it's, it's just, it drops you right into the action, Um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, with Nobu Uematsu's core, who's also on my shit list, but, you know, but (laughs) he he has, no wonder we ran out of toilet paper, you got too many people on your shit list, (laughs) but he, uh, you know, this is one of his top soundtracks, I mean, this and Final Fantasy VIII are, to me, one of the top soundtracks, and you know, that bombing mission is just one of the yeah. best songs I ever, mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Ozzy, it yeah. is. It's yeah. iconic. Square Enix that can whole... still put on a hell of a cutscene, for yep. sure. As yeah. somebody who and had... I, guess the only, mm-hmm. I guess the only aspect that I wasn't really thrilled with is that kind of self-referential aspect, you know? And uh, let me try to explain that. You know, when Barrett drops down and, you know, the other guys drop down, you know, and they wait for Cloud... And then Cloud does like this very anime entry, like, yes, I am Cloud and I am badass, you know, and you know me. <laughs> it's like, that kind of bugs me a little bit because it's like, you guys all know Cloud, like, he's cool, like, you know, just deal with it. Um, that kind of self-referential tone, mm-hmm. I hope that the game can kind of scale back a little bit from that, well, you know, and let it yeah. just be self-contained. I guess, I mean, thinking back to the to the original beginning, he does kind of do a bit of a flip as he comes off the train. He kind of does but i know what you mean he kind of gives that look of like like i'm the fucking boss here better pay attention rather than kind of like (laughs) leave me alone i'm here to get some money yeah it it almost felt like he should have been like kept you waiting huh (laughs) you know (laughs) something along those lines but maybe maybe then let's uh let's kick on to the to the demo itself uh so there's lots of different things i think you know we can we can touch upon here but maybe if we if we start off with what you guys felt about like the graphical improvements and the the how it seamless in my mind it was anyway. And was there like is there anything particular that you really enjoyed about the graphics or or do you think it's part of the course for twenty twenty? Um, yeah, I think I, I think it's part of the course, but with t- it's me taking things for granted. You know, um, the like like we were just talking about the intro. That is one of the most iconic intros. I mean. So many screenshots have been taken over the years from just the parts of that intro. And seeing it transition from uh, a cinematic to the actual gameplay was, you know, that that was one of those moments where it was like, 
oh yeah, this is so cool. My God. Yeah. It was very seamless, man. Yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, it, the fact that you always wanted those CG cutscenes back right. in the day, and <laughs> now you get those right. CG cutscenes in real gameplay, it just really kind of shows you how far we've come. Right, and then and then that's the thing. It's like it's like I said, it's part of the course, but that's taking things for granted. It it, it was a it was pretty beautiful. It was beautiful. It was beautiful. This transition like that, but um, just watching it though, once once kind of like that intro wore off and everything and it was time to play the game i kind of was just i was a little eh, i wasn't too high yeah on mm-hmm. what i was doing yeah. and um i don't know if i'm getting ahead of myself we could get back to that <laughs> but that's just that was my initial impression and seeing cloud come in i think the first thing i thought of was and i know this it, it's kind of like you're it, it's thin ice to be even trying to do this remake but resident evil just kind of remade resident evil 2 in a way that was just crazy yeah and you can't do that with final fantasy though they could not just take the final fantasy and just make it into like a reimagined game in a sense the way it made resident evil so you would have pissed way too many people off too many but people you don't think that that's already being done i mean i think the fact that they've turned it from a turn-based game to you know, a full-blown, you know, action, you know, yeah. role-playing well, game. That was, that, I mean, well, I think that's pretty big. I mean, well, what else could you do? Well, no, 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 I'm saying that, that's the thing. Like, they did that, and that's kind of what turned me off a little bit. So I was kind of torn as I was watching this when I was so playing. you didn't want to reimagine and you wanted to turn Yeah, base, that's, that's what's crazy. I was just kind of like, wait a minute, what's happening to me? So then you what? wanted the opposite of Resident Evil 2. Right, but I and but initially going in, I thought I I wanted something like Resident Evil. <laughs> Once I started playing it, I was like, no, this has to be this way. Um, and when I started playing with the, the way the, the, the action was, it was a, I just, I don't think I was ready for it. I don't yeah. think I was ready for that much control over what was happening. Mm-hmm. And when I played it the second time using the classic gameplay, I tell you, I had I had a lot more fun mm. playing it that way. So, oh, so maybe maybe yeah. explain a bit what the classic gameplay is. It was more of the the turn base that you played in the original game. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a little easier for me to keep up with everything. Uh, a little easier to me, like because I felt like when I was doing the um, the standard remade gameplay. Um, I felt like I was just getting either lucky or just slashing all over the place and not really seeing what was happening around mm-hmm. on the field, if that makes any sense. Um, and uh, again, maybe I just needed to kind of just like slow down and just kind of absorb this for a minute. And I'll probably go back and play it with the rec- with the new gameplay. Uh, but I just felt like playing it as a classic gameplay, I just felt like I was able to get back into the mode of Final Fantasy VII back in 97. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was able to kind of really enjoy it a little bit more yeah. at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you, Arnie? Arnie, go for it. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, as far as, look, there's just something about Square Enix and the way they do cutscenes and the way they do these openings and these presentations there always has been there always will be i don't know what i don't know what they do they have the same technology as everybody else but they make their games just look just a, like just a little bit better i don't know they just squeeze a little bit more out of every console they ever make games for um it's kind of annoying really but like anthony it was sort of a situation where once i got over the just how gorgeous everything was like opening up like that. I was 
it took me a second to sort of recenter myself and really figure out what I was doing in terms of the combat and going forward with, with the demo. Yeah. Um, I didn't play classic mode. I actually had, uh, my girlfriend was with me when I was playing it. So I had her play it first. Cause she's never played these kinds of games. Like they're just not her, the kinds of games that she really enjoys. Um, so she played through it once and then I played through it once. Um, and we both really ended up enjoying it by the end. Um, but I'm not sure that that would be the case if I had to go, if I, if this is what I had to do for 20, 40, 60 hours, I don't know if I'd feel the same way, but in Mm -hmm. this like contained demo, I thought they did a really good job of transitioning the gameplay into this, you know, more action oriented style. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I think that's, that's something I've also thought on as well. You know, the, I, I enjoyed Final Fantasy fifteen to a point. The point was when I just felt like what I was doing in battles didn't really mm-hmm. matter. Yeah. And things are just happening that I have no control over and I'm winning and I'm not really doing much about it. Um, mm-hmm. And my, my, my fear is that this is going to happen with seven. It's a case of there's so much happening in one fight that has mm-hmm. that I have no control and I can't keep an eye on that I feel like I'm like I can't I can't control this like I I can see Barrett's health going down but but when when did he get attacked I completely missed that oh it's because yeah, because right. the, because the boss is doing this big grand sweeping grenade or you know missile attack and I'm mm-hmm. I'm focusing on being cloud meanwhile yeah. I'm not realizing that I need to like pay attention to characters who are off screen and that's like i think my my big thing of i'm not too sure whether i'm gonna play on like i guess normal mode or classic Mm -hmm. because classic is it bumps the difficulty down to easy and it's like no i don't want it easy i want to be able to (laughs) i want the the turn-based actions with the Mm -hmm. with with the computer doing all the mundane stuff and but i don't want it to be easy because you know i'm a hardcore gamer guy so you know (laughs) i don't i don't i don't need computer doing you know doing things for me i'm also concerned if if i want to be pressing x continuously to attack for 60 hours yeah right well here was the other thing is i don't know what you guys thought but i i in what you're saying jeff and that's i had that same experience where i would look down at the health bar and i'm like whoa when did that happen you know um and part of me sort of felt like a lot of the the strategy and a lot of the tactics like we're just boiled down to just keep slashing away until you get your ATB meter and just do one of your abilities and like, you'll kill whatever's in front of you. So I didn't really feel like even on normal, I didn't really feel much of a challenge until I got to that boss. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. But I think that's the entire point. I mean, you shouldn't really feel a challenge initially. And I I felt the same way when Mm -hmm. I first started playing. Yeah that I was basically just slashing down the Shinra soldiers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was just like, okay, I mean, this is pretty straightforward. Yeah. This is pretty mundane. But then, you know, once you get to the first kind of big uh, enemy um, and you really start having to dodge, I kind of had the entire opposite reaction as you guys. <laughs> I loved the fact that it was frenetic. I loved the fact right. that I was constantly switching between Barrett and Cloud. Yeah. And yeah. I, I felt like I had to constantly keep my eye out on everything. So... It, at no moment did I feel like I was in, on, on auto control yeah, and right. I was just on autopilot. Yeah. So it, it made for a very thrilling ride. So one, I wouldn't play on classic simply mm-hmm. because 
it bumps the difficulty down too easy, which I think it's something that could very easily be patched later. Yeah. Um, but also because I just don't think this game is meant to be played like that. I think this no, game is meant to be so played as, a, as an action yeah, RPG. True. True. And and you know, I mean, you just kind of gotta embrace it. You gotta embrace that you're not gonna you know keep an eye on everything, on absolutely everything. But you know, it's kind of like oh shit, let me go back to Barrett. Oh shit, let me go to T5 eventually. Yeah. Let me go to Aerith. Yeah. You know. I, and it's I think it makes for a dynamic. It makes for mechanics that eventually will make for a very intriguing and and fast-paced game that i i found myself really enjoying and i came into this being a complete cynic i thought <laughs> this is gonna be crap yeah um but i found myself super you know over the moon with the whole thing i mean and then really with the scorpion fight i was just like that's it i'm sold yeah like i yeah. i can play that was a really yeah. that was a real I, spectacle i did yeah. enjoy it um i don't know if it makes sense I guess I would put it this way. Like, this sort of combat system really puts an emphasis on frenetic gameplay and sort of those really keep you on the edge of your seat moments where it's like, oh shit, now this is happening. Got to switch over real quick. Got to do this. Got to do that. Like, I got to develop my plan and sort of execute quickly. Whereas me being like an old school RPG gamer, what I value in that turn base is just the just being reward like i feel more rewarded when i feel like i i took care of every single step that led to the outcome of ultimately winning the fight um if that makes any sense mm-hmm. so i think they're they're two sides of 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 like they're two sides of the same coin and that i think they can both be rewarding in their own ways it just depends on what you value as a gamer yeah yeah, you know, one of the I remember like playing playing through it. Um, I I remember like thinking to myself, "Man, they're giving me a lot of potions. Why have I yeah. already got thirty <laughs> potions?" And then I and then I did the boss fight, and I was like, "Ah, this is why I've got thirty potions." This is it. Yeah, well, this I, is I, it. I started popping down those potions right away after the boss fight. I was like, yeah. "Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah. it was." It, and that's the thing, you know, I'm I, I, I'm not going to rag on it at all because I think that. A, a, a demo is just what it is at the end of the day it's a it's a short little window peek mm-hmm. into into a full game you can't take it all all for granted i mean i just did the resident evil 3 demo and they just throw loads of handgun ammo at you it's like they're not going to do that in game but they want you to enjoy <laughs> the demo they they want you yeah. to think, they 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 want you to think you're badass and you're great at this game and then they're going to drop the game on you and they're going <laughs> to like they're, they're going to utterly school you so yeah, well. It made some of but, us put it in classic mode. I was like, damn, <laughs> I gotta rethink my life right now. <laughs> so yeah, the, classic mode. You can just call it old man mode. Well, well, hey, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, I did. I honestly, I didn't even try out classic mode just because when I read the description of it, I was like, oh, this doesn't. Yeah, sound I was just like, hell no. fun at all. Yeah, like this is terrible. No, I, I, yeah. I, I tried I it out because Jeff it. had mentioned it. Yeah, exactly. Jeff yeah. had mentioned the classic mode, so I was like, oh, let me give this a shot. <laughs> you gotta try it if it's there, just to just just to get it, just to see it for yourself. Uh, one of yeah. the things actually, also, you mentioned. Um, I don't know if if this is maybe it's just me or if if you guys feel it as well. But there's like there's like a dodge button, right? So you can dodge, but right. it's like yeah. the hit boxes are so large. What's the point of dodging? I felt, especially in the boss fight, I was like, I'm dodging, but I'm I and I can see, I can see in in the actual gameplay, I'm not getting hit but I'm losing health points. Mm-hmm. So why do I have That's a dodge? It. I don't know if you guys experienced that. Maybe. I, I didn't experience that. I don't know. I mean, yeah, this is no Dark Souls, yeah. but I, I found it to be perfectly I am terrible responsive. at dodging <laughs> or blocking. So <laughs> oh, yeah. like, I was chugging potions like a madman. <laughs> 
I'll see. I've, I think I think I'm I'm definitely not on the fence. I've got it pre-ordered. I'm going to get it. I don't think the battle mechanics have dissuaded me, but I I can definitely see like for now it's a lot of show like the animation mm. and the bat and the the way that the environments change in that scorpion battle, especially when it's near the end and it's all busted up and you have to go behind and find cover. I felt that was yeah. a really good way of of just slightly switching up what everybody knew was going to happen because i'm sure all of us were sat there going when's it's going to raise its tail it's not raising its tail when's it going to happen when's it going to happen <laughs> and so it finally happens but they go well here's a new environment for you you can now use environments in your battles i'm like cool mm-hmm. if this is yeah. consistent through the rest of the game not just a little yeah. not just a little gimmick um and i guess i was a little bit disappointed as well that uh the early stage uh limit break is also just like a generic move you can use. Um, <laughs> but when you can use uh, Cross Slash, it's amazing. I don't know if you guys, did you power up any of, any of your limit breaks? I got I got yeah, Barrett's I limit break. I didn't get Clouds. Yeah, yeah I got Clouds. It looks awesome. Yeah, and it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, I'm also looking forward to seeing when you can get summons and stuff. I yeah. mean, that's going to be right. really exciting. Oh, yeah. um, and I want to see how it works. You know, I imagine it's going to be very similar to like Kingdom Hearts and stuff mm-hmm. like that, you know, where you get summons the same way. But, you know, it's it's exciting. I, I think that, you know, the, the game has all the elements there to work. I do think that there are a, a number, I encountered a number of technical issues. The opening cutscene for me had this massive judder oh, oh, um, wow. that took me back to the PS1 days of my PS1 Oof. kind of recent in the cutscenes. <laughs> um, so I think it was nostalgic in more ways than one. Um and also, you know, there was a, a little bit of slowdown, especially when going down the ladders and stuff. And and that's perfectly understandable. I mean, the game is, you know, still in an unfinished state. Mm-hmm. But I, I do hope that they iron those things out. There's also a few, like, quirky design decisions. Like, when you swing the sword, there's this kind of drawn-out animation that kind of plays out. And particularly when you're trying to break down boxes, it just kind of, like, you know, slows everything down because you know cloud has to like sheath his sword again yeah um and it kind of rests away control i'm never a big fan of resting away control from the player um so there are a few little things here and there that are a little bit annoying but um you know overall i you know i thought that it was it was very impressive i i enjoyed it um i guess i want to ask you a question how do you guys feel about the tone do you feel like that they managed to strike the right tone between being um you know, authentic to the original, but also kind of bringing it up to a new generation. I mean, in particular, I'm thinking about Barrett. I mean, Barrett is a ridiculous character in and of himself. But, <laughs> I love you know, Barrett. W- when yeah. he started going into like, make a rules a whole world, like make us everywhere. Can't you feel it? You know, I'm yeah. like, he's like, he's, you a, know, he's, doing but... his, he's, he's doing his best macho man impersonation, isn't he? In the, in the lift. <laughs> yeah, no, he's Mr. He's Mr. T. I mean, that's really what, Barrett is is just Mr. T, you know, as maybe but I you know, I, I, I thought it was he was kind of ridiculous and yeah. I'm not a huge fan of him, but you know, I have to admit that it's just part of that's how his character was written, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I So do you guys feel that it's similar? I in terms of like the look of it, like the environments, the like everything like that, I thought they nailed it. I definitely mm-hmm. felt from from the word go, I was in this world. Like I'm here and I'm and I'm in it. Uh, in terms of the characters, I mean, this coming from someone who, again, did not play Final Fantasy VII all the way through. Last time I played it was years ago. So I just don't have, like, a strong sense of what these characters are supposed to be like. Um, I found Cloud 
kind of unbearable. <laughs> I yes. honestly cannot see. Like, I was just like, I, I just want to root for you. Like, can you please let me do that? Don't right. make this hard. Um, but I did enjoy, like, it's funny because I did enjoy some of the side characters, like, yeah. uh, Biggs, Wedge, Jesse, all super cool and really fun. Barrett, yes, ridiculous, but I thought it, it was enjoyable at the very least. I don't know how long I'll be able to put up with that level of intensity. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think, I think overall, yes, super into it. It, it brought me, if nothing else, the demo brought me from, I don't really care to I'm gonna take a look at this when the full game comes out. Like I'm on, I'm at a maybe right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I think I think a lot of it is gonna come down to how the writing goes yeah, as the game absolutely. progresses. If they're able to give every character an arc, and you see Barrett going from this very loud, you know, abrasive man to you know the father figure, mm-hmm. etc., and the softer kind of side to him, and you see Cloud going from the very standoffish kind of loner to hey you know i actually care about people um and people actually care about me yeah you know i think if they write that well without having it be too ham-fisted mm-hmm. um i think it could work yeah but you know at least at the outset a lot of it just feel like anime tropey yeah um yeah, it is. cloud is like yeah. written as the most anime-ish character you know ever um just he's every fucking lone wolf out there yeah. that you've seen in ten thousand other <laughs> pieces of media i, um, so, I jesse absolutely a, yeah. falls for him <laughs> yeah i think they oh, absolutely i think they have a strange opportunity here with the episodic nature and the expand sort of they're going to try to make each game like its own game in length at least so i think they have an opportunity here to maybe write some storylines for other characters and give them a chance to really you know uh evolve and really sort of become you know what we're hoping they they will be they have to tie that all back into the pre-existing storyline so we'll see how all that goes right um but I think with the expanded content, I think that's their opportunity to really make these characters shine. And I and I hope they do that. I hope they they really take that that to heart. I think I, I hope that they put as much effort into writing of the non-essential story as they do sort of recreating that main story arc that people already love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, as long as they stay away from like Advent Children's writing, <laughs> I think they should be fine. Um because that that movie, I found that movie unbearable. Yeah. That's you know my personal. It's take gonna on be it. a lot. It's gonna be what? Yeah. What are we looking at here? It's got to be at least a hundred hours, right? Between everything that they're trying to do, a hundred oh, plus right. hours. Yeah, all together potentially. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I I don't think that we need to speculate. Yeah. I mean, right. we we'll wait and see yeah. what it is that they but do. It definitely... I guess let me ask you guys a question. I mean. Did you feel like the in-game models? I mean, I know that uh, Anthony, you ex- I don't know what you expected from Cloud, but you had issues with his haircut. It's like, <laughs> no, what, but, what did you want? You, know, you no, want to no, give him that, a flat top or something? I mean, that, what, that what, a, what the hell did you that expect? That was the thing. Anthony? I knew they weren't gonna change it. I knew that was gonna Cloud is Cloud, right? But it's like, yeah, he's, he's like a boy band yeah, member. Yeah, it's just kind of like, damn, this is kind of cringy now to watch, man. Are the, like, are the earrings like? Are the earrings new? His model in PS1 did not have earrings. I know that. He's got earrings? I mean, you... <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. That was like one of the first yeah. things I noticed. Yeah. I like, <laughs> no, but like, completed the so, look. It's so funny. Like Arnie said, I agree with him completely. Like everything looks great, great, great. And then you got Cloud. This just drops in. 
and I dis I disagree, man. Yeah, I mean, not, I, man. Yeah, I, I I like the fact that they were able to update the old character models, you know, into something that made <laughs> sense with modern sensibilities. Mm-hmm. Like for example, the their uniform. You know, I like that they actually have metal on it. Yeah, that actually looks like they have a shield. Of course, like Cloud doesn't have any protection over his <laughs> like slinky arms, <laughs> um, but you know whatever. Uh, but you know, like Jesse's uniform i mean it's she does have protection and it does feel like it's actual metal so um i I think that that was a very good job in terms of updating the the look maybe maybe one of the episodes they'll like straighten out his hair or something you know maybe he gets a haircut but but, but what do you (laughs) want like what what, (laughs) anthony anthony you have you have the designing you know freedom what would you do with cloud's hair let me ask you. oh man you got to give him listen man maybe it's just me but you got to give him a yankee cap for sure first things first (laughs) That's without a doubt, bro. You know, that's it. All right, all right, all right. Listen, man, um, you gotta no, you gotta shave like the said, sides. You gotta do like a little faux hawk <laughs> at the front for the young. No, like you I know? said, I know they were gonna change his design. I'm aware of that. I know I'm not saying that. Oh well, that that's not ruining the game for me. It's just like when you first, when you see it, like I'm sitting there with my son and he sees it for the first time. He's like, "What the hell is wrong with him?" I'm like, I can't. It's the '90s, bro. I don't know. What do you want me to Listen, tell you? He's he's very self-conscious about his hair. So the fact that you're bringing this up is very offensive right now. So they're like, he has a genetic predisposition to have spiky hair. So. Isn't, isn't isn't there as well in the train station a, a, an advert for hair product? Isn't there? <laughs> is sh- I think in the station in one of the posters. I'm sure it is. Yeah, yeah. It's probably. Oh, that'd be amazing. Oh, that's, a, that's great. I missed that one. That's I, I wouldn't put it past like Square to like have like an in-game axe commercial in it <laughs> yeah, exactly. or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't care about the hair, man. I mean, it's fucking anime hair. Like, yeah. just take uh, it. Yeah, deal no, with I it. know. It's, I know. Like, it's not Final Fantasy if it doesn't have that ridiculous hair. Like, what's he gonna yeah. have slick back hair? Is it gonna be Leon? You know. I mean. Hey, so, man. I know he wishes he was it. Leon. The um, <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, some of his flashbacks though. It's like very dramatic. Yes. Like, very, oh yeah. Telenovela. That's that's something that you know I wanted to bring up to you guys. So the with with the flashbacks through the through the game when you play the original game, you you get you don't really get that many moments of or at the beginning of Cloud having mo- you know these kind of psychic breakdowns. I think there's a one yeah. bit when he's going to plant the bomb, mm-hmm. but throughout all the conversations he's having these little kind of like bright sound moments. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if they're kind of going. Look, we know you've played this. We know you know where this is going. So we're just going to make it look like he's clearly crazy from the start. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like the self-referential yeah. thing. I mean, that I was telling you about. Maybe he just has a migraine. Who knows? Um, so this is a high definition effect. You know, you get migraines now. Um, now, I mean, I, I, yeah, it's a little bit cringy in that whole telenovela type of like oh my god my past is so heavy that it's bringing <laughs> me pain um, my skin. <laughs> yeah it's, it's it's very emo-y and i really do hope that they don't keep on with emo cloud um but you know i i don't mind it i, I yeah. guess i also have another question for you guys you know what did you enjoy the music because i thought it was phenomenal i thought that the way oh, that yeah. they reinterpreted yes. the music was absolutely yeah, phenomenal that was, yeah that was that was Agreed. really good yep they uh they did a they did a really good job of that. Um, I think Jeff said it best. You know, 
once you hit that, even before that, when you go in the menu and you hear the prelude, like I'm oh, already boy. like, oh shit, it's going down. Yeah. And then I hit the X button <laughs> and then it starts up and I'm like, oh shit, here we are. You know? So like the music was immediate, like yep. start to finish. Um, it gets you hype when you want to get hype for those fights. It sort of tempers it down a little bit when you're sort of going through the base and doing all your other stuff. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to yeah. see what they've got for the rest of the soundtrack. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that they have so many symphonic variations mm-hmm. of, of the song mm-hmm. so that they don't grow old, yeah. essentially. So they have a version of, you know, like the Mako reactor, you know, where it's slow and they have a version of it when you're fighting. And, you know, they don't just have in every fight, like, you know, the those who fight theme, those... uh um you know the the same battle theme yeah, exactly. you know it's just kind of all of it is mixed up here and there and i like the fact that they bring in lead motifs here and there like mm-hmm. you know every once in a while you hear Aerith theme just kind of like the 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 notes play you know very subtly in the back you know of Aerith theme um so it's i thought they did a great job you know and these tracks are so recognizable that it was very easy to screw it up so yeah, I think that the the soundtrack is what a lot of people kind of revert back to when they don't want to play it again, but they'll just pop on the MP3s and they'll they'll get those wave files going and they'll you mm-hmm. know they'll, they'll get the nostalgia kicks. I guess Square Enix have been re re producing that soundtrack for the last twenty years, uh, but it is great. Yeah, to but kind I, of hear. I can tell you that I I listen to the soundtrack even after not really finishing the game. Mm. I am more familiar with the soundtrack yeah. than I am familiar with the game mm-hmm. and. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to seeing what ways, you know, they reinterpret the soundtrack. And honestly, I mean, with everything that they have released, they have over an hour of music and there's so much more music left to go. So I would expect like eight hours of music to, you know, be produced for this game. Yeah. Um, you know, since it's episodic, it's not going to come yeah. all at once. But, you know, like the Red 13 you songs, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah, it's going to be really nice. Yeah. So I guess it sounds like I think all four of us are are into it or i think me and ozzy we we sound like we're, we're definitely in and how 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 deep are you into this for release um are you are you, are you day one or are you let's give it a give it a Ant's gonna wait for black friday <laughs> oh, yeah, and then never play it <laughs> listen man it didn't fail me last year like he does every black friday <laughs> now the um it's funny because i i played the second time i started playing the demo i got really hyped like even just when we were just talking about recording and like just having had played the first time and I was just like I was I had it in my cart. I was like getting ready to get like the deluxe edition, everything. They even got like mm-hmm. the vinyl. I was like, yo, this vinyl would be amazing. And then mm-hmm. I just didn't pull the trigger. So I'm still on the fence. I'm I just... it I think this is closer for it to being a, a, a day one release than a Black Friday though. I will tell you this much. That's mm-hmm. a that's a high compliment from me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's closer. What do you think, Arnie? Yeah, Arnie, what about you, mate? I mean, for me, it's until it comes out and one of you tells me that it's worth getting, that the content and the amount that's in there and the story is sort of satisfying enough. This is a, I'm going to buy the game of the year edition with all the episodes on it (laughs) purchase for me. In 10 years time. Exactly. Translation for any of you that haven't listened to every single Region Free Gamers episode out there. Arnie's not going to buy it. Ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> but how many... We've been telling him to buy a Switch for yeah. three years and he still hasn't done it. How, how, many, how many hours do I need to clock 
to show you to for you to listen to my opinion. If I say, right, I've done X amount of hours, I think this is good, this is good, this is bad, this is bad. Make your own mind up. What's the hour? So, so I know how deep I have to go. Where, mm. where do I have to get to? I think you got to be at least at the ten hour mark. Okay. All right. At Honestly, least I I think that kind of goes to a point. I think this is probably from the looks of it, and I know this is gonna sound like I'm down on it, mm-hmm. but. I could see this game getting low eights, high sevens, you know, in terms of scores. Really? Okay. Um, and I think it's probably going to be hindered, one, by expectations. It's also going to be hindered, I think, by the episodic format. I think that's going to be impossible to avoid. Yeah. I think a lot of people are probably, and again, this is just speculation on my part, but I think a lot of people will feel like this is an unfinished game. Mm. Um, like, you know, they should have just released the entire thing. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, let's wait to see if we are proven right or not. That's why probably... Uh, Jeff, I wouldn't buy it day one, mm-hmm. but if I see that you know everything I'm told is you know encouraging, then I might get it a few days later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would definitely wait for the embargo to lift before I pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I guess let me ask one more question on my end. You know, how do you think this will help Sony, particularly in a transition year like this, considering that it's you know it's a temporary uh, exclusive? Mm. I think that's going to be hard to quantify. I mm. I think that I think that it this part might not move. Like I don't think as of right now, I can't see myself if I'm somebody who doesn't own a PS4, I own an Xbox 1, I own a Switch, um or a PC, what have you. I don't necessarily see this, especially because it is part one of who knows how many, who knows when they're going to get released and on what system Yeah. of me being like, this is the thing that's going to make me switch to Sony now to buy a PS4 and then a PS5 on the off chance that like, this is good. And then part two is great. And then however many they need to finish it up is also good. But I think I highly disagree. You don't think so? No, no, because okay. I think that there are a ton of people out there that are that their last system was probably the PS2, mm-hmm. and that again, those are the people that I was talking about earlier. You know mm-hmm. that they play Final Fantasy VII, they love it, they have a huge soft spot for it, but they never really kept on with the newer generations. Mm-hmm. I think Arnie, you're coming into it from a gamer's perspective. You're not really yeah. thinking about this from a person that is not really a gamer. It's just someone mm-hmm. that is a lapsed gamer, quote unquote. Yeah. Um, and I think I could see those people saying, oh, my God, there's, you know, the Final Fantasy VII remake, but I don't have a PS4. I, I really yeah. think that you're looking at it from the bubble of, like, Instagram and people that are already into games and stuff like that and know all about it. If this is a game that meant a lot to me as a, as a mm-hmm. child or in my younger years and I see that there's a new one out there, mm-hmm. you know, it's very likely that they don't have a PS4. Um, but say... And- but so I, I agree. I I am looking at it from a sort of like solidified gamer's perspective. But say you're a lapsed gamer and you decide I'm going to get this. I'm putting down money for a PS4. It's not that expensive now. So this is like an investment I'm willing to make. And then say you find out that this isn't the whole story. And then part two is coming out on PS5 whenever they decide to release it. Are you then going to be like, all right. Now I'm going to put down another four or $500 for this new system to continue playing this game. I don't think people think that. that I mean, people, you're thinking about it again from a logical mm. gamer's perspective. Okay. I don't think people reason that far. 
you know, they just want to play the game and that's it. And they're going to probably put it in a few times and then not play it again. I'm just speaking from my experience, you know, yeah. with friends that don't really play games like that. And mm-hmm. that's how they are. You know, they don't really think about whether they're going to get a new PS5 or anything like that. They just say, I want to play this game. I don't have a PS4. Particularly if Sony, if Sony, you know, creates a bundle, if, if they do, which I don't know, they may have announced one. Um, I think that they're gonna get a lot of people onto it. I think they, they I mean, you, you would you guys agree they they gotta have at least an episode two by the holidays? Or you think that's just no? They're not gonna. Have I don't that. think come there's on, no man. way. Yeah, I, I don't on, think man. they have. I think <laughs> so the yeah. it's like, it's like maybe next years, year, but yeah. Yeah, I doubt that. Yeah, too. yeah that kind yeah. of it's gonna be 2022 at the earliest. Yeah, that. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to correlate it with what Ozzy was saying about people jumping on and getting it because if they if they have an episode two this year and then a PS5 coming out like. It's a lot of uh, different moving parts there. I'm not. I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, but I don't think people are thinking that long. And let me tell you, if there is a cliffhanger, you know, mm. which there is going to be, and people yeah. get through the end, you know, and they're like, okay, I really like this, then mm. there you go. You already got someone that may invest in the PS5. Mm. Yeah. So, I, I think look, not everyone is going to think the same way, but mm. I, I think that there are going to be enough out there that it's definitely going to move the needle a bit, particularly in light of the fact that being a transitional year. You know, like console sales are slowing down, you know, Mm -hmm. game sales are slowing down because, you know, gamers just don't want to, you know, invest in something that is going to be obsolete in a year. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you you know, they're in a better position, let's say, than than Microsoft. And they've been in a better position for the last seven years, I I think, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, in terms of being able to generate some revenue, particularly in a down year like this one where the market is in such a mess, you know. Yeah, um, I, I think it's it's gonna be a good thing for Sony. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think it I think it could have worked out better for them if they had been able to release when they initially wanted to release. I don't think they wanted to have a marquee game like this release so close to when their next generation console is coming out for that same reason. Yeah. I don't agree, you, man. I don't you agree pick because people up you know with this they're... game and then you know down the line you know year year and a half two years we got this new system coming out next final fantasy games coming out on that you've already played this why don't you just get it now it's like i gotta buy this and then i gotta buy the well, other thing I, and then you I know what it is? because look i mean even i mean they're releasing ghost of tsushima this year they're releasing the last of us part two yeah but you know, ghost of tsushima is that is that not going to be a ps5 i thought they they were saying no it it's ps4 it's ps4 oh, it's, it's going to okay. release in june yeah and last of us part two you know it's not like mm-hmm. they were not planning on releasing games this year like yeah. it's they're, they're carrying on with business as usual. I, I, I agree though like i agree i agree with both of you guys like i think I, originally i was looking at it like arnie's looking at it like yeah no one's buying this if this is coming out but yeah ozzy makes a good point though if you're not following this hardcore with the systems and everything and you mm-hmm. hear final fantasy 7 comes out you that's all you know it's all you know. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you. Let me tell you why I believe that. I mean, I, the other day I was in the middle of Pennsylvania because mm. I was driving um, to upstate New York, and I stopped at a GameStop in the middle of Pennsylvania, and uh, you know, there's this couple that came in, and the couple comes in and they're like, "Hey, do you have Guitar Hero?" <laughs> and the guy's like, "Well, you know, yeah, we we should have a Guitar Hero, you know, somewhere. Um, for what system? It's like, oh, we don't know. It's just Guitar Hero. It's like, well." you know they haven't really produced a guitar hero for the new generations it's like mm-hmm. well where can we play and it's like well you know you would have to get like a ps3 or something it's like well what where can we find one mm. uh well they're not really being sold and it's like and you're also going to need the plastic controllers it's like oh where can we find those it's like oh they're not really being sold and you know that's kind of how people that are outside of our ecosystem think man i mean mm-hmm. they get the urge to play something they hear you know i want to you know they hear 
Final Fantasy VII came out, and they were like, okay, let me go over there, and let me just pick it up. Like, they don't think in terms of generations, they don't think in terms of, like, well, there's going to be a new one released. And I could see those people, whenever they're being told by the GameStop clerk, like, oh, you know, but maybe you want to wait for this and stuff like that, you know, because there's going to be a new system. You know, I could see them rolling their eyes, like, I don't want to hear about this, I just want to play the damn game. Mm. Um, So... You know, I just don't think that people think that way. I think that we are a very small subset in the grand scheme of things. And we're very biased in the way that we analyze, you know, the rational thinking about what and what not to get. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. I think it's going to do gangbusters regardless. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to, I mean, this thing is going to sell like, like crazy. Yeah. No, I think when you when you tie this up against, well, next to Resident Evil 3 remake and the Resident Evil 2 remake, you're kind of like, they really... Mm-hmm aiming for like my generation of gamers who kind of dropped off um who who all loved those games yeah i think that i, I think it is going to pulling a lot of people I, I i think that the the delay uh the month delay it, it was a shame because it pulls it so close towards resident evil 3 which is a yeah. big release um mm-hmm. but, yeah, yeah. but it kind of works out you know because everything has just kind of stopped in the world mm-hmm. i mean we're recording this in the middle of march right now and the whole world is basically on lockdown right I'm now. I'm in a bunker. So, yeah. So, in a way, <laughs> if, if this release next week, yeah, like, people yeah. can't even go outside. You know, so, you know, it would be one of those situations where, you know, the circumstances just lead to a depressed, you know, uh, reception. Digital so, I think game, it actually baby. works in its favor. It's time to get all those digital games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is it. I this is so. it, guys. This is this is this, this is, is the when moment. We switch. This is when we all yep. switch, Arnie. When we switch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We have to do mm. that switch, you know. Well, like, I I would, but I can't. I can't go outside because of the thing, you know. Yeah. Amazon, Amazon, protect my toilet paper. Amazon are paying overtime to people. Don't worry, they'll make it happen for you. They'll make it happen. I'm not gonna do that to my to my Amazon delivery man person. He's getting paid for pa- per item. Don't worry, he's getting he's getting his cash. Don't worry. Have we have we covered it all? I think so. I think you know it's it, it sounds like uh, at least uh, at least I'm going to be given an opinion at least a week as long as it even arrives because I've I've got it ordered. Mm-hmm. If it arrives in my mailbox, great. If I if it doesn't, and European supply or the Dutch supply or the company that I've ordered it with go because I'm having almost ordered it with Amazon. If they mm-hmm. don't get supply, then I'm just going to have to wait the, with the rest of you suckers. I think, so, I think yeah, Jeff yeah. has this thing ordered in like eight different places right now just to make sure <laughs> he gets it. I should have done it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Did you get the one with the with the cloud motorcycle figure? <laughs> the $300 one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, pride, it's going to go right on the mantelpiece, right over the fire. <laughs> the wife's going to go, what is that exquisite piece of art doing in our apartment? Yeah. Get rid of yeah, it. It's, yeah, it, it's going to go right right on top of the balcony along with you, yes. um, <laughs> Jeff. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right, Jeff, so bring it on home. Well, I think, guys, uh, thanks for your time. Thanks for your energy. And remember... Uh, all the listeners out there, if you like what you hear and you hear what you like, uh, you can find us uh, obviously at regionfreegamers.com on the website. Uh, obviously, as well, you can contact us on uh, through Instagram. And uh, maybe the, maybe you guys would like to uh, give a little shout out to how, how they can contact us, uh, Arnie. Uh, yeah, if you want to hit us up on Instagram, Region Free Gamers Podcast. If you want to talk to us on Twitter, at Region Free Gamer, no S on that one. Um, you can write us an email at regionfreegamers at gmail.com um am i missing anything we have a twitch we don't well, I'm, I'm, we, we we are missing one thing and we didn't mention this at the outset and that's 
if you like hearing us rant about Final Fantasy VII, and if you oh, like yeah. hearing us say controversial stuff like Nobuo Uematsu being on my shit list, <laughs> um, make sure to go to Apple Podcasts, give us a review. As Paul would say, five stars, please. Please don't give us one star troll reviews. Ooh. That really <laughs> makes us very sad. Ooh. Don't make us, you know, lose, you know, our hobby. Um, so. And if you like what you hear, maybe other people that you know in your life like yep. what you hear. So, you know, make sure to recommend it to other folks. If you um, leave us a review from now until the end of April, I will send you one roll of toilet paper. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. That's not. That's Depen- not depends upon how scarce it is. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I would not commit to that just yet, Arnie. Guys, I'm just trying to get the reviews. I'm not I, I will send it. you a bidet. I will send you a bidet. I, I, <laughs> Yo, I promise I'm you. In. Just give me your address. Send you a host. <laughs> but, uh, you know, at the very least, Jeff, we can say I have come out of this with a lot more energy and enthusiasm than I came in. So I guess in that yeah, sense, absolutely. I think that's a well, job well done, mates. Yeah, good yeah, job, guys. Jeff. I, just, uh, I was a uh, classic game shamed, so I'm going to... Go back and uh, go play this the right way. <laughs> I was gonna yeah, say yeah. you go back and you play, you it, play it the, the way r- that Square Enix intended, <laughs> young man. All right, guys. All right, guys. Thanks well, for... thank you so much. See y'all. See you guys later. All right. Bye. Peace.